0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the pre-production meeting, episode 34. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And this time, I'm the other one, Austin Scott. Austin, how are you, my friend? just... Weird. feels weird. Yeah, I know. It's been a while since it's just been us yeah, it's too. It's just been us. I hope, hope Dan's having the best time I in don't, Europe. I really don't <laughs> hope he's having a good time at all. Um, He's thrown a bit of a spat in the works and just left it all up to us. He's a terrible employee and I hope his plane kind of gets don't, stuck. Don't finish that sentence. His plane gets stuck over there and, you know, we have some alone time Uh-oh. to... <laughs> you know, (laughs) rejuvenate the chemistry of this podcast. Yeah. Because honestly, I prefer it when Dan wasn't on. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. How are you Austin? I'm good. good, I'm good. Off the back of being best boy.
1: I I feel like the best boy. So um, I'm not. Who's the best boy? (laughs) It was weird. A lot of people were rubbing my stomach when they said that. No, it was good. Um, No, since, you know, Last time I saw you was your mm-hmm. set. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I've been working on stain and yes. working on something new at the same time. Ooh, so,
0: okay. Um, you
1: know, very early stages, but I'm really excited about the project because I feel like a lot of um, you know, and it goes off what you were saying before mm-hmm. we started this. But like self discovery, th- and I'm really excited to sort of figure out some things. Awesome. about myself and like my films yep. in the future which is something I really haven't sat down and, like, planned out, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, no, I'm really excited and I can't wait to get stuck into it. Like, just when I'm even sitting there writing and getting lost in the um, world I'm creating, it's just really exciting to sort of live in another place, if that makes any sense whatsoever. I I think
0: it does. And now, because I know what you're talking about, these guys don't. I think you've been needing to get to this place, especially for a long time you're making stuff that you like and you want to make now it's just
1: yeah it's just stuff i want to like i want to watch like i want to look at and go like oh fuck that's hectic like you know it's yeah that's that's exactly what i want to do and i feel like i'm on the right track um just sort of talking to people about it and then getting the reception of like you know bro sounds good go for it do this do that i'm like yep done i know this is for me and um yeah that's kind of where my head's at and i'm really excited it kind of like Reignited the creative spark. Your set, um, and I was just like, "Fuck, I want to, I want to do, I want to feel this again." Right? Good. So, you know, your set. Thank you. Mm. Um, it's mm-hmm. all, it's all mm. been um, just crazy. I'm so excited to see some of it that you said. Yeah, it's made. But um, how do you feel since?
0: Yeah. Well, I just want to say. So we actually we recorded an episode last week, and we decided just to scrap it all together because. Damn the unprofessional bugger! He's actually fired. That's why he's not here. Um, Nah, (laughs) and he's he's fled. Yeah, he's fled to Europe. Nah, he's he's camera had a few troubles. Um, so it was a bit like iffy last week, and then he uploaded the podcast and was supposed to release it today. Luckily we had the onset special, but he was supposed to release it today. And then he only uploaded an hour of the hour, half an hour podcast. So I couldn't do that. And then like he he left for Europe. So I couldn't get the rest of the file. Should have taken his laptop with him. I know, right. (laughs) Um, But no, it was, I mean, in that podcast, we basically just like touched on the set, but then like, the onset special if you guys haven't listened to it, it's the episode that released previously to this i kind of went over everything um in there on like how i felt on the set and stuff but in general how i'm feeling now is i've had a while to kind of let it sink in um and it took me a while I bet it to did. let it sink in and um i remember it hit me when i was listening to the new across the spider verse soundtrack on the way to work a couple of days later and i was just looking around and i had like an Uh, what's it called an external out-of-body out-of-body like kind of feeling like wow we did that yeah because holy shit that it what an experience that was and i'll touch on it in the progress but it 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 was not easy and it was a true true team effort and the you know the fact that we got it all done with flying colors and it looks amazing and it is amazing still is beside me like i there were so many doubts i had before during where i was like how are we gonna get this done? <laughs> because it was a mammoth task, and I I remember thinking on set, I'm like, especially on that third day. We have this day tomorrow where we're having about eighty five people on set. We have fucking twenty eight shots to get done in eight hours. How are we gonna do it? But you know, we persevered and we got it all done. And reflecting back on that makes me not only proud of myself because I am proud of myself because be- fuck, please. It be was proud a of yourself. big fucking thing. And you know? I, it was a year and a half of my life that went into four days. I'm proud of the fucking team. And you know, not everybody had a lot to do on set, but the fact that everybody was there just in case, you know, we needed an extra pair of hands. Everybody did their job from the heads of departments to those extra pair of hands. And we couldn't have done it without every single person yeah. there. Absolutely. And it was, it, really really just solidified why i love filmmaking it's the team aspect of it and i think it's very important that we we realize you know <laughs> everybody in this indie filmmaking industry is on the same level at the moment yeah. and nobody has reached that point in success to grow an ego yet yeah, so yeah. everybody loves each other everybody's backing each other up and that is truly what made this set and everything work and Absolutely. i'm so happy with how it turned out um Beyond my expectations. And yep. um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty good about it now. Um, Lockie's edited 16 minutes worth of the footage. So he's on page 16 of, I think it was 23 pages or something. Nice. So we've almost got an assembly cut and gotcha. uh, hopefully get that done by the end of June. And I'll yep. go into, in the progress, what our, uh, what's it called? What post-production our post-production post-line? Yeah, timeline looks like. Because um, I feel like we've set it out pretty nicely um, and we have goals and deadlines to nice. to hit and uh, yeah, we're aiming for a certain day for uh, the premiere. But Very overall, nice. how I'm feeling, brother, is proud and happy, um, but also a bit like, what the fuck do I do now? Well,
1: do you know what, when, um, <laughs> so Josh and I got here to do this podcast and I had pulled up behind him, got out of the car, just as he was pulling in as well, and what got out of the car in front of you was a man liberated of, uh, of not the burden of planning out your film, but like, you know, it's done. Yeah. You know, a man who's, he's wearing white today and, I'm you know, pure brother. Pure, pure, yeah. you know, focus on yourself. You know, as I've said on the podcast a couple of times after my film, like, you know, you can only do so much as a director and then it's out of your hands and into mm. other people. You still oversee it, but it's. It's out of your hands. But, you know, you've kind of – you put in the hard yards because like I, I had this thought the other day actually. You and I have both directed now our films that we spoke about at the start of this podcast. How insane. Exactly right. That's it's lot. very insane. And, you know, now, you know, we're both in post mm. and sort of getting to a point where it's almost done mm. to a degree that we're kind of – Thinking about what's next, and I think that's crazy. Yeah. We're like, do we really want to do this all over I again? Know.
0: <laughs> you know what? And brother, I I know the answer to that. And it's absolutely, hundred times yes, absolutely. And yeah,
1: sorry. I no no no, you're all right. Um, to touch on what you said about your set as well, I honestly went into that set just going, you know what? I'm just going to be an open book and just soak everything, soak in everything sponge. in. Yeah um just introduce myself to people because again that's how you fucking a lot of people you gotta you got you gotta talk to people to know people in the industry yeah for sure and you know i met some fucking amazing people like it was just insane everybody's just there to do a job but for the love of filmmaking mm. as well and i said it. who did i say it to i think i said it to uh what was her name alexa no not no alexa um, Jade I think it was Jade PA Yeah yep, yep. Ja- Yeah Jade. Jade. I think it was Jade um, And Indy I said this to Jade and Indy At separate times Like Conversations you have With people on set Versus Conversations you have At work, at work With mm. some people oh, I just felt like They were so different Just they so are, like mate. It's just Not you know Taking it out on anyone That I work with Or anyone you work with or anything like that but like you know i always feel yeah i always feel like i'm like annoying people with my chat at work when it comes to talking about film and your aspirations and stuff like that but but when you're on a film set yeah right i I remember thinking to myself like oh shit i gotta be somewhere like sorry let's pick this up later like kind of thing it was just so cool because then you hear about what they want (laughs) to do and everything they've done and then you know, it's just awesome. Everybody was there, and, um, <sighs> and that's another person I was talking to, Emily, your actress. Yes, um, yes, Emily. I was talking to her about it as well, and you know, it was just—I I just loved it. It was just so good, like having those conversations, Dude. and
0: everybody's like-minded. And then, yes, in between the takes, everybody starts talking. Like, bro, wow, that was that was cool. I loved it. I'm, I'm so happy you said I want to track back a little bit. Thank you for Please. taking note of my um, fit today. My girlfriend didn't like it. She said the white on white on white doesn't work. But Sarah. I'm like, Sarah, it works. It All right, worries. so thank you. Just had to clarify that All first. All one color costumes. Mate, I'm feeling pure. I'm yeah. feeling pure. And so, um, no, and then tracking back to what you said, just everybody on set loved each other. Like, yes. Genuinely loved each other. And, It tracks me back to something that Kieran said and I had a really heartfelt conversation to him. Kieran always made me cry. The same with me after the fact. And, you know, I can go on about like things that people said to me and shit that happened on set. And maybe we'll go into that in um, the progress. But something that Kieran said to me was like at, at the end of the set, he's like, Josh, this was one of the best experiences. He's like, you know why? He's like, because I'm doing something for people that I love. Oh, Kieran. I know, and it's like, that man was doing it out of the kindness of his heart, and he's like, this is what filmmaking and is all about, he's like, this is what life is about, doing something for people you love, and that Absolutely. is indie filmmaking in a fucking nutshell.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, and um, those are the, and just the people on set, the people you talk to, everybody has a different story, you know, where they came from, and... It's such... This is why I love the industry. This is why I love the career. This is why I love filmmaking. Is that this is... Yeah, it's my vision. But my vision is brought together by all those 100 crew and cast members, mm-hmm. each and every single person brings a piece of themselves into this movie and it's a collective piece of art with a thousand voices absolutely into one vision. That was, wow.
1: Look at mm. you. Go. Wow, that's awesome. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. And, yeah, like, Kieran is just the most pure he soul is. you could ever talk to. I don't think that guy He's has amazing. a bad bone in his body. Mm-mm. Um. You'd have to do something Mate. terrible to upset the bloke. I mean, he just loves everything and everyone about life. Like, it is it just was, awesome to he see. It
0: was so funny. The, um, the night before, so when we saw Spider-Verse, right? Oh, After Spider-Verse, he called me up and he was freaking out. He's like, Josh, I'm having a bit of a freak out. He's like, but don't worry. I've sorted out the problem. So don't you freak yeah. out. And I'm like, <laughs> What? Cut to the chase, don't say that. He's like, my battery pack Uh, has blown up. (laughs) And I'm like, why are you telling me? I'm like, the number one rule in filmmaking is don't tell the director. And then he, I'm like, talk to Lexi. I'm not dealing with this. (laughs) In the nicest way possible, I'm not dealing with this. And he called Lexi. And the first thing Lexi was like, don't tell Josh. Uh, (laughs) Oh no. Uh, um,
1: Cause then on the Monday, On the Monday, he's running around going... Oh, no, no, no. That was on the Tuesday. It was on the Tuesday. Um, and he was like, have you seen my batteries? Have you seen my batteries? Oh, have you seen mate. my batteries? Yeah,
0: he had to use a um, PowerPoint instead of batteries for the rest of the shoot. Boy, yes. Yeah, luckily we were inside in a building for yes, the rest of the exactly.
1: time. Yes, um, exactly. Um, but no, uh, and he's his, um, his boom-up Jackson. Yeah. I loved him. He's awesome. What a legend, He's, he's really...
0: He knew nobody. He just came on. Yeah. He, yeah.
1: yeah. And that's the thing. Like, he... I I was not watching him, but like he introduced himself to me and said this is his first set outside JMC and he can already tell the dynamic is different to anything they shot at uni. And then I was like, you know what? You're really lucky that you're uh, (laughs) – you're really lucky you're on this set because we've maintained a family dynamic outside of JMC and anybody that comes on is then part of the family. And um, we want – like a solid crew that we can work with in future projects. And we just know that it's going to be harmony the entire time. He's like, I can tell, like I can tell straight away. Like that's the thing. And he was going around, bro. it was so cute. I'll never forget this. He's holding the boom up for Kieran. And he keeps looking back at Kieran going, Kieran, is this all right? Is this all right? And Kieran's like, mate, you're doing good. And he's like, sorry, I'm just really nervous. Is this okay? The way I'm holding it and doing it. And I was just like, "Oh, bless your little Little cotton socks. But then, yeah, he came out of his shell and he was really cool. Uh, throughout but dude your set was fucking awesome and I'm not sure if it was because I was playing such a minor role as best boy but apart from you know the gimbal not working (laughs) yeah, we'll go into the challenges I reckon in the the progress like I don't really know if anything went wrong but
0: I'll tell you again in the progress it was through through my eyes not yours and like you know it
1: was I kind of I left and Beth goes how did it go I'm like really fucking well. I don't think anything wrong happened. Yeah, mate. So, you know, we'll get into that. We'll but get
0: into that. There was one thing I wanted to say before we move on. I can't remember what it was. I can't, oh, fuck. I had something to say. But I'll leave you with something that Luke told me and this was probably the one thing that like made this whole experience like the best for me something Luke came Luke came after me because he's probably the most experienced out of all the actors but there Luke who was Tom Holland's yes, yeah, Tom, Tom yeah. body Double Charlotte Clare yeah Charlotte so he came <laughs> up to me after and he's like Josh no I'm gonna not try <laughs> to do the he's like Josh he's like I've been on all the sets um, all the Hollywood sets you know all the big Netflix everything you can imagine and he's like this set was run as smoothly if not better than most of them. ooh Ooh, that and is you know what high praise. maybe i am like, like i wanted to tell everybody that because i'm fucking proud of myself right, bro. you have to be and i like i that just solidified that fuck i did everything right because i put so much time effort rehearsals into this shit and like to hear that makes it fucking amazing it was already amazing but that like tips it off and he he posted on his instagram oh. as well going josh is one of the best directors I've worked with. Fuck yes. And he's worked with all the, the fucking big Hollywood. You fans. have to
1: hold that to the highest standard because I was listening to our old episodes yeah. of the pre-production meeting. I just went back oh, and listened to it. I want to go, one. yeah, I want to re- do bro- that. Hey. I can't believe how many times I say the word stuff like that and all of that stuff. Like <laughs> to finish off my sentences, I just went, yuck. Do not say that once tomorrow on the podcast. But think about it. The ideas that we I came up with. I remember what was going to
0: say. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah.
1: Think about The ideas we came up with, the breakdowns that you were doing in the progress Mm. from a book you found in the rut we were in to getting a comment like that a year and like a half later, Brett, hold yourself to the highest standard because that Mm, is fucking awesome. And you should be very, very proud of yourself.
0: I am, but I couldn't have done it without you. And that's what I was going to say is that I made sure the very first people that I thanked in the post, the rap speech was yourself and Dan. pre-production meeting. Um, The (laughs) pre-production meeting because honestly I wouldn't be – where I was back, like then or now, without this fucking podcast, yeah, hundred percent.
1: And dude, I have this podcast to thank as well for all the stuff Mate, I'm doing.
0: Yeah, and it's like we got a nice little community as well now, like on the potty. And you know, that was never our goal. It's just an extra kind of bonus to it. Um, but like, this has hundred percent served us purpose and yeah, it it will on. continue to, you know, um, serve its purpose for what it is and. You know, I couldn't have done it without ya, honestly. And um, you know, there'll be more. I'll go deep into it in the on the premiere speech. Don't you oh, worry. Perfect, perfect. Um, but yeah, I'm glad. I'm happy with how everything went. And there's a couple more things I'll touch on, but I'll touch on it in the progress. Perfect. So my way. friend, let's get on to the wrap up of the week. Now we have a couple of things that we can talk about. Now I reckon we keep it to things that we've both seen. Okay. So done. I reckon let's talk about Spider Verse. Let's talk about the Flash. Done. And then we'll finish off with Extraction. Perfect. Happy. Happy. Let me do an honorable mention though. Maybe you can do an honorable mention. And I think, cause I mentioned this last week, but the episode got cut. So I watched this movie, right? My girlfriend pitched it to me as a happy rom-com that we had, we just wanted a chill night in brother. We mm-hmm. wanted a chill night. And she's like, yeah, I have this happy rom-com, you know, upbeat, funny. I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah, let's watch it. So we put it on and Austin, it was the saddest fucking movie. Oh, no. I, was, I was bawling. <laughs> Balling. she was bawling as well next to me. I was ball. I haven't cried this much since Tony Stark died. Oh god, But this was on another level, mate. I'm like, I looked at her. I'm like, I beat you, say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny. Anyways, it was a fantastic movie, What's... and it got to eleven on my list of all time. Damn, it was called About Time. I don't know if you've seen it with Ab- um About Time, Domino Gleason, and um Rachel McAdams. the pitch of it is uh, basically it's a family and all the men in the family have this special ability to travel back in time to a certain memory of theirs. Not anybody else's but theirs. Um, And that's their special ability and basically that's where the drama comes from. That's where the humour comes from. That's where the stakes come from because he tries to go back and craft this perfect life for himself to which then you realise the consequences. Not of messing with time but just of how you know life isn't perfect and... It was just so sad at the end, but fucking incredible movie. About time, okay. Rachel watch it. Adams, watch it. Yep, done. And I, I remember telling Dan about. He's like, when I saw that, he's like, I thought you were rewatching. He's like, that is a movie up your alley, and it was okay. So, but anyways, is, it in the, is there any um, honorable mentions that you want to do before we get into the proper ones? Um, yeah,
1: but I won't dive into it because I already did when I talked about it. But I finished Succession, and that's going to go out there as one of my favorite shows of all time. That's. Fuck yes brother. Yeah, even when Lockie was down and he he slept in a lot longer than me on the Saturday. So I just watched an episode of Succession and then he came out and sat on the couch and caught the end of the episode where two characters were arguing, which was arguably the climax of the episode, the fight scene without fighting. And then he just went, that's one of the best fucking scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. Really? And I I was sitting there and like the comebacks and rebuttals that they were saying, I just kept going like, damn, fuck. Oh my God, fuck. Bro, right. Succession is mm. a masterpiece and it's going to go out there. I haven't ranked my TV shows yet, but it's up there as probably one of, if not favorite shows of all time. Like,
0: it's How long are the eps? They're all like an hour each. They can't do an hour. Like I hour, can barely do hour, 40 hour minutes, yeah. bro. Now, I can't do the movie hour episodes. Speaking of favourite TV shows of all time, Avatar The Last Airbender is one of mine. Have you seen the live-action photos that got released today from that? I saw the one you put in the group chat yesterday. Mm, I'm excited. It's Yeah, it's exciting,
1: but they've got to do... <laughs> like, it went so well last time. I know. Time, so, you no, know, they, they've got they to do a something. have to kind of live up for. Yeah, but no, that's probably my only honourable mention. Fair. Apart, apart from the three films we're about to discuss. Nate, Spider-Verse. Now, it was, uh, I think this is good because
0: me and you had pretty different views on this. Me and Dan actually for somehow had similar views on this. I didn't give it a five. You did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I gave it a 4.5. Yep. Now, I'll explain my half first because it's different to yours. I feel like yours is more what everybody's saying, right? Mm. I didn't give it a five. It still was very good, but I didn't give it a five for the very fact that it was a First part, and there wasn't a full story. Yeah, and I like it took me a while to de like digress and like like let it flush through my mind. And why is something? There was just something that I couldn't pick up that it just wasn't clicking with me. Yeah, and like this is it's pretty funny to say when I still give a four point five. It was a great movie, one of the best animations ever made, and will win the Oscar. But there was just something about it that I just didn't connect with that couldn't push it to that 5 out of 5 and it was purely because it was a first parter not done how a first parter should be, in my opinion. It was a much like The Matrix kind of thing where the whole movie is fucking prepping you for the next one. I don't like it. It wasn't a full story. It didn't have a fucking first, hour, second, hour, third. That's fine. And the exposition went all the way into like the last act of the film. Like your world building and stuff. It felt a bit like Avatar where it was like world building for most of the movie. And then like crams a little bit of, at the end, like I remember checking the time and going, fuck, this doesn't have long left. What, like, they haven't even done anything yet. Um, and then the whole chase scene happened. Don't get me wrong, it's was fucking sick. But what, I, and I figured out what that thing that was fucking with me. And it was the stakes to the movie and the story weren't introduced until there was like half an hour to go. The okay, stakes yeah. being what's going to happen to the father. Yeah, we, we And the whole rest of the film was just, Bit, a bit of out. a nothing like you, you're you're introducing like where's people at from the last film but we don't get introduced to what the fuck's gonna happen until like half an hour ago
1: i would argue that that's the genius of it though okay so right. in again like this is the good thing about film discussions that two different sure. opinions but i'd argue that that's the genius of it because you're so well for me entirely i didn't i didn't feel the runtime at all um i will argue like I still give it five, but I remember thinking to myself, fuck, they're going to end it right here Yeah, when I wanted more. But yeah. that's a good, in my opinion, that's good. Sure. But at the same time, it kind of took me out to realise, oh, fuck, they're about to end it. So I'd give it a 4.97. Okay. So, you know what I mean? Like, sure, sure, I sure. can't do anything less than five on yeah. Letterbox. So, But yeah, back to the point of, um, I argue that's the genius of the film is like, we're existing in this awesome world and we're figuring out all this stuff. And like, yes, it's, you know, it's it gets to an exposition dump, which I actually leaned over to you in the cinema and went, that's how you do a fucking exposition dump. Yeah. Um, and then I, you know, you're in this because you know that this, you're in it for the visuals, you're in it for Miles Morales, the multiverse that they're at, we're all exploring. Spider-Man 2999? Uh, yes. 2009. 2009. Whatever, like yeah. whatever. Oscar. The, uh, Oscar Isaac. Um, you're in it for all the cool shit you're going to see. And yeah. it delivers that in spades. For Sure. But to me, I got what I love of an ending of a film mm-hmm. when they don't back out from it. So you know how old mate- Just like Thanos. Spot. In yes, Spot. Yes. Spot achieves his goal. And yeah. then the way, obviously, yeah. it's at the end when we go- fuck, <laughs> But Do like, yeah, like that's the thing. We're kind of just existing with Miles Morales and like Spot's kind of, you know- the villain of the week. I found that quite funny. Mm-hmm. He's the villain of the week, but he's not. His goal is so fucking scary. Talk
0: about character development, bro, I
1: I looked up. I don't recognize the actor that voiced him.
0: It was uh, Schwartzman. Yeah, Jason yeah.
1: Schwartzman yeah. I, th- I was like, that sound. It sounds like Ryan Reynolds. But I was like, if they got Ryan Reynolds, no. I'm going to be pissed because like, <laughs> it's such. It'd take away from yeah, everyone yeah, else. For in sure, the movie. for sure, man. And then when I saw it, it was him, and I was like, he was at, like, he took on. Like you look at him and go, oh, yeah, he's not an intimidating villain whatsoever. Yeah. But that line when he's like, you know, Miles has that last ditch effort of going like, you know, you're not a joke. No one thinks you're a joke. And then he just looks back and goes, no, nah, they won't after this. And <laughs> then goes, Brett, and you don't know what happens. Like he just disappears into his ether and then you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. And then um, uh, Indian Spider-Man says, like, another classic adventure of Spider-Man. Like, no, no, no. And then it just blows up or whatever, something happens. And then you kind of back in. Like, it just snaps you out of, like, that moment of going, oh, fuck, that's right. And then it snaps you back into the thing. So then you're straight back in. And then everything that pans out from there, you go through the, um, uh, what, Spider HQ or whatever they called it. And, you know, all the cameos come in and all that stuff. And I just said it and all that stuff. And all <laughs> of, um, you know, the... I'll it. Um, <laughs> all of the... Fun multiverse stuff that you want and then you know, we have an exposition done. But then, like yeah. I said to you, and then like you're in it and all that all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um there's no other word to say. Yeah, it's fine. Um but then I got most hyped when that line was delivered and it's been well received. Isn't the
0: Miles one? The Miles one, bro. one of the best s- lines of cinema. Right? I remember
1: I mean. when that happened, I looked at Lockie and he looked at me, we what just is went, it? What is It's like everybody's, everybody's telling me how
0: my, my story's story
1: is supposed to go. Nah. nah, I'm doing my own thing.
0: That's I got goosebumps. Holy
1: bro. shit. That, that was in the trailer. I'm pretty sure. I'm so glad I didn't see the trailer because mm. I saw it in the trailer that I would have taken away for me mm. that moment. But um, yeah. And then he goes through Did all you not he watch goes the trailer through. at all. nothing. Um, and for a movie we're going to talk about later, I didn't even watch anything, but, oh. um, and then when he gets back, I was genuinely shocked by the plot twist. I didn't pick mm. that, and I, I know you didn't either, because me and you both went, "Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah." And then, so that adds another layer to it. So, and then, yeah, my only quarrel with the film is I just went, "Oh, you fuckers are going to end it now, aren't you?" Mm. And they did. So, mm. I want so much more. Yeah, and I agree with you to a point that it's one part. You know, yeah, you can't but like
0: Infinity War did a one part and that worked because yes.
1: they finished the story yeah yeah they they completed and uh oh, i didn't d- leave it open. they, they and did
0: and like spider-verse did it well they did and there was nothing wrong with how they did i just i don't i prefer the first one by a country mile um it also kind of clicked with me in a personal
1: note as well okay. and i think that's what i Hell. gave it such high you know everybody's trying to tell me how my story is supposed to go that line and you know yes oscar isaac's the sorry the plot device they use is canon events throughout every universe Mm -hmm. these things have to happen for us to all exist Mm -hmm. and the universe is to exist i get that Mm -hmm. that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. and you know it's pretty detrimental if you don't let those events happen what happens if it doesn't though why not just try like miles Mm -hmm. has such a conflict and i love that i love that conflict because, what 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 a fucking like
0: stake oh, by the way, like that's
1: it that's what, and that like you're the oh, by the way spoilers, um, oh, yes. you're the original uh, anomaly or yeah. whatever. And then when even that happened, I was like, oh, that's right. I and you know that yeah. Spider Man died in the universe, and Miles wasn't meant to come. So who's to say that his canon event wasn't Spider Man? Like yeah. you know, there's that just what will happen the
0: conflict is insane insane and the whole thing about the dad like made me physically go holy shit yeah in the cinema (laughs) i'm like wow if this was only introduced a bit earlier but if you take i guess this one and the next one as one movie it was introduced where it should be yeah but yeah i don't know i think it was good but yeah was there anything else you wanted to add on that really
1: uh Granted that I'm making an animation film, mm. looking at oh, that mate, stuff,
0: mate. holy shit, yeah. that is fucking phenomenal. No wonder they're all trying to do that now, like the Ninja Turtles movie, Puss in Boots, like yeah. we're all going for that, but oh, no dude. one will ever be able to replicate Spider-Verse, mate. And
1: I loved the, you know, because I watched some little, like, um, making of Spider-Verse, and they were like, it, we got to have fun with the all the Spider-Men because, Spider-Man and women, because they each come from their own universe so it gave all the artists freedom to Very create good. it how yeah. they want and I, I was like that's just amazing I love that fantastic it's,
0: everything about it was just fucking awesome awesome it was um it was a multiverse movie now yes. we've got quite a bit of them lately and I think I'm all multiverse out Oh, big um, time considering we still have fucking marvels multiverse mm-hmm. movies to go which I think we've just seen so many now Marvel, who knows what the fuck's happening with them. (laughs) Secret Invasion apparently comes out like this week, which has already got shit reviews. But another movie that's a multiverse movie that have got ups and downs reviews um, is The Flash. The Flash. And we both saw it this week. Um, You know, I went first on Spider-Verse. I reckon Mm -hmm. you go first on this one. Now, I'm going to mirror
1: what you said about Mm Spider-Man. I've let it sit with me for a bit, Mm -hmm. like a little bit of... I let it sort of marinate in my head and flush through my brain. And I actually brought it down a star Mm -hmm. just because I, again, I was in the cinema by myself, which is always the best (laughs) to to do. And like (laughs) I forgave it while I was sitting there because I was like, I want this to be good because Mm. I just want that superhero appreciation back. I was like, "I, I really, really think this is good. But, you know, for me, I forgave it while I was sitting there experiencing it, but then the further I thought about it and the more I did was, like, for me, the comedy didn't land um, to points um, certain things that, like, well, everybody's going off about the fucking CGI. Don't even get me started. (laughs) Fucking rewind. And I thought to myself... (laughs) When I was watching it, I was like, no, like that has to be because he's in this.
0: Is That's the, that's
1: why. That's, yeah. I was like, that has to be because why it's in this. And then like I was. It's intentional. Yeah. I was fighting it in the movie going like, okay, it has to look like this because he's in there. And then I was like, okay, cool. No worries. And then I started to think to myself, like, I thought that they were going to introduce because you know more about the flash than I do. Uh-huh. I thought they were going to introduce reverse, flash. reverse flash. Yeah. Technically they did. No,
0: I don't know much about flash. No, so, they the, okay. They didn't no. cool. No, worries. that's a separate character from. Yeah,
1: the, absolutely. Yeah. So I thought that's what they were introducing. I was like, no. Oh, cool. That's
0: cool. No. But then I remember that this is the last one before. Although Andy, Andy, um, the director came out today and said that the person that did kill Barry's mother was the reverse flash. So yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: That must be why that's open-ended then. So you've just Correct. answered
0: another question of mine. Um, okay, cool. Mm. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and- uh, But like adding him into the film would have just created another lay on top of what was, was already going on. Okay,
1: cool. So that kind of, you know, fills a hole okay. for me. Yep. So that's good. Um,
0: you shouldn't need me to do that. You know what I mean? No, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
1: Um, but I, that's pretty much all the negatives I had on it. But the mm. positives, Michael Keaton. Yes. And Kara. Yes! Oh my God! Mm. Wow! 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 But Mm. um, yeah, I feel like visually it was cool, and especially when the two berries come together with Mm -hmm. that, you know how they ran, and then the fucking foot thing. I thought Mm. that was fucking sick. Yeah. Um, and the like, should I emperor this guy? And then, (laughs) and then, um, a mate of mine at work and I were talking about how. Because I didn't realise that he loses his powers. I, mm. I didn't realise that that was a thing. And then when he, um, in real life, everybody's saying he runs funny. And then that scene where he's just running around the room doing the thing, <laughs> and he was looks like hilarious. just skipping. But I was that pissing myself. I was oh, pissing yeah. myself. That was
0: <laughs> hilarious, mate.
1: And then um, also the. Um, you know, you have to learn how to phase and he just goes, oh, phases through the floor. And then you hear like, oh my God, get out of here. Like, I thought that was pretty funny as yeah. well. So, you know, there so are the positives. Did hit. Yeah, like it did hit in other parts. There was other parts that I was saying, God, that's not good. Yeah. But, um, you know, overall it was a positive thing. And I think that's the best multiverse explanation yeah. done in a film.
0: Sure. Through a bowl of spaghetti. Done. I think that's yeah. fucking awesome. Good stuff. <laughs> but yeah, no, your thoughts, please. So I really wanted to like this because The Flash is my favorite superhero. Yes. Um, I I had really, really, really high hopes just hearing how everybody loved it. Tom Cruise apparently called the director, like all this shit that they've been hyping it up. Anyways, and then I was like, I had to just like reel in my expectations after Spider-Verse because yes. Spider-Verse I had high, high and didn't really reach those, but still good. I was like, okay, my expectations are too high for The Flash. I got to settle it down. Yes. And... um. I really wanted to love it and I didn't love it, but I really liked it. Yep, no fair. really, really liked it. Um, and I had to put my views away about like, I love DC and just had to rate it as it is. Um, and it was a solid four to 4.25 out of five mm-hmm. for me. And um, I have never seen anything like the internet act like they have towards this film. Ever. Yeah. And Twitter is such a toxic fucking place, man. Not on Twitter, but... Don't. It's <laughs> like, wow. James Gunn has some mad balls for being on Twitter. <laughs> like, especially, <laughs> like, going into this DC universe. Like, fuck me. It is so bad. And um, oh, I just... I hate it because so many people just jump on the trains of other people. And yeah. Don't like to form their own opinions. Absolutely. The CGI is supposed to be that way. Yep. It's supposed to be from the perspective of the fucking speed force in the flash and everybody that's complaining about the CGI can just go fucking suck a dick because like, it's supposed to be that way. You look I past think, it. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah, I thought like so. we'll Compare that to the rest of the film's CGI. The rest of the film's CGI is fantastic. You really think if one part of the film has amazing CGI and this part, not so good CGI, that's intentional? Like intentional? Brother, sort your fucking mind out. Another reason, and this is like, yeah, fair enough. People are like just boycotting this film because of Ezra, right? Yeah. And <laughs> Go on. like, I get it. And if you want to do that, that's fine because of the shit that he's done, but you've got to be able to fucking separate that shit. You've got to be able to separate the artist from the art. And you know, there are so many other people that worked on this film to be brought down by one person's actions. Yeah, exactly. Like, and i was able to set that across and you know what i the shit, i don't agree with what ezra done like all the shit that he's been Absolutely. through yeah um this guy's obviously suffering some from mental health issues and needs to get help um you know that's that but separating ezra ezra's performance was incredible yep. doing the dual things and i listened to, to the same Indie Wire podcast, but with uh, Andy, who was the director, who also had a cameo in the film. Did you see where he was holding the hot dog? And then. Oh, that's him. Came, that was him. <laughs> um, but he talked about how they did that. And it was a new technology how they did the Ezra split by split, like, because he was there. So what he did is he had. So whichever Ezra had the most lines in the script, like if it was Barry Ryan or Barry 2, Ezra would act that. And they would get a stand in, similar size, similar, you know. Um, Intricacies that Ezra and the director picked out. They hired this guy to act as the double, right? And what happened is they only filmed, like I said, Ezra was only in one Barry at a time. But what he did is whatever Barry had more scenes in that scene that they were shooting on that day, Ezra was in that. And then they left it, they edited the whole movie, and then after the movie was edited together, Ezra then came back into this kind of motion capture with like a thousand cameras and did the performance of the second Barry that they somehow put the face on the body, which was amazing. And like the art, the artistry, it was just, I'm in awe. It was a great, I thought it was a very good film. Mm -hmm. Um, Keaton was amazing. Sasha Kale, who played Kara (laughs) um, is amazing. And I hope they bring her back for Supergirl. Yeah. And I hope they, <laughs> they bring her back for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow, because she deserves it. Yes, um, she was incredible. Um, suit looked incredible. Um, I don't know if you heard about all the alternate endings for that, but like this film was in has been in production hell. It was announced in 2013, so like it's been a fuck really. It's been in production hell for ages, and like ever since Batman vs Superman came out, like they announced it, um, and they got it done. They got it done. I think Andy did a really good job, and. People need to just get the sticky out of their ass and stop like tailgating people's opinions mm-hmm. and form their own. Like, I, I hate it when people see something online, and then go into the movie with already developed yeah. idea. Like, make your make your own fucking decision yeah. about it. Like, I feel I feel
1: like that's where you and I are different to other people because we go to the cinema by ourselves. Too, Mate. You know what I mean? Like, exactly in that respect. Um, and yeah, I feel like where we can form that opinion of what we're yeah. watching based off our yeah, own experience, experience because yeah. we're the
0: only ones there. And like <laughs> it, it made me happy to – that's true. Um, it made me happy to be a DC fan like – and I know the best is yet to come because this was the last movie of the old DC hierarchy um, and the execs that are no longer there. And um, yeah, that's why the ending had to be reshot a couple of times because yep. originally Henry Cavill was there, originally fucking Gal Gadot was there, fucking Keaton was still there. Yep. Um, Supergirl was still there. Um they had to reshot it reshoot it with um, a certain somebody um, who came in at the very very end. Yes. Do you know who that was? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mate, I I audibly gasped. I'm like, they did not just fucking do that <laughs> because holy shit, without going into spoilers, like that ending was fucking perfect for me. Yeah. Like seeing that guy come back was just like no fucking way, <laughs> did that. like that yep. nips, bro. He's back. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was incredible. I thought it was a great film. You know, I love his vision, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, they just hired him to direct the new Batman Brave and the Bold under oh, James Gunn's new DC like universe. Yeah. So, because I think one of the best parts about that film is how Andy handled Batman. And I yep. think out of everything, he will handle Batman Brave and the Bold just well and now I'm excited to see what James Gunn does for the future of DC um, and Blue Beetle is the first character in James Gunn's new v- universe but the first movie in James Gunn's new universe is going to be Superman Legacy good so I'm happy <laughs> I get that 4.25 out of 5 what you gave it now 3 out three. of 5 Yep. cool um, and now the last movie which we'll touch on real quick is Extraction 2 well oh, I'll give my first because I know you'll wow. probably have a lot to say Zos. Um Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. I thought it was good. Um, I think I'll read my review because then I won't really have much to say otherwise um, from that. I think my review kind of summed it up quite nicely. Um, I saw Elemental last night, by the way.
1: Is that out? Yeah, what cute. The heck? It was all right. It oh, was cute. Cool, it was yeah. nice. Yeah, nice. Um,
0: had my girlfriend and her mum's um, boyfriend crying, which was funny. Oh. Um, <laughs> cute movie. So, my review for Extraction. This is a very interesting one. I came to the conclusion that action genre isn't for me. For me, senseless guns and explosions just don't do it for me. It's not enough to provide that connection to the story or characters that make it an absolute memorable viewing. Most of this movie is just that. Explosions, fire, guns, a weak story, characters with no development, deaths that mean nothing, that we are supposed to care about, and Hemsworth's subpar dramatic acting chops. Although what this movie does contain is not a memorable story, but memorable moments. The best one take in cinematic history, that's saying a lot. when We had an Oscar-winning one-take movie. This scene absolutely drew you in and leaves you speechless and left my film Analytical Brain in Shambles. <laughs> this film has a memorable lead character, although not entirely original or Oscar-worthy acting. It's character, much like John Wick, who was a bad who is a household name for well being about us. On a technical level, this movie absolutely excelled, but on an emotional or cared about level, this story is absolutely forgettable. Characters are not cared about and slash or have no character development, and I really don't understand how people can walk away from this movie with any sort of memory than, yeah, it's cool, boom, explosions, peel, peel guns. That Again, laugh. <laughs> that's Cheep, just my personal preference, and if they can, good on them. Sam Hargraves is an amazing action director and the choreography and time this would have taken to plan out and execute is absolutely astonishing. I'm in awe of this on a technical level. I'm in awe of the crew, the stunt department, and Hargraves' understanding of this genre and his vision. This movie should be studied in the action genre film class at a, a top level example. 100%. That's all i got to say. Didn't connect with it emotionally, um, but the action was good and top class and... That's all. No, fair enough. That's
1: that's all valid. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that you're wrong and all that kind of stuff because, mm-hmm. again, it's your informed opinion and that's totally fine. I respect it. However, I appreciated the <laughs> shit out of this film because that's like me to a T. Yes, I know As that. you know. <laughs> I just thought like the sheer awesomeness of it all and although minus the – fucking kid being annoying. (laughs) Um, That's a usual trope that I'm starting to realise and it's really annoying. Um, There was just I was just watching the movie just going wow, 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 wow. And the thought of this actually being done is beyond me and the fact that it was is actually insane bar one shot which I feel like was done on a green screen. The one shot with green screen is when they have that dialogue exchange and on the balcony and then the kid goes like, I'm sorry, he's coming. And then the helicopter rises and then they do the, um, like that shot that they did in Jaws when like they push in, the so zoom, zoom out, that one. The zoom dolly. They do that on the helicopter. I was like, why? Like why? Like, just have the reaction. Shot. It's way more, it holds more gravity if you don't do that shot because it's obvious who's coming. But anyway, they did that. Um, it's probably my only knock on the film. Um, I feel like Chris Hemsworth, apart from Thor, was born to play this character. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and because, like you said to me before, with the um, script mm. I'm writing, you know, it's sort of, you know, there's action and all that kind of stuff. There's the john weakness of it all mm. and you know it's not it's really hard to reinvent action films based off that pinnacle of action and it's the grittiness and take the grittiness and form of action that is on display here is sam hargrave and chris Hemsworth to a t i
0: feel exactly and And that's what I told you is what makes this film different is Sam Hargrave's perspective and take and experience on the action genre absolutely John Wick but a bit more gritty yeah
1: gritty and everything my mate put it perfectly he goes it's like John Wick meets Rambo and it's just gritty as fuck gritty and I was like that's that's perfect and like it's hard to and again because Chris Hemsworth is cast as his character it's hard to imagine anyone else playing him does that Aussie accent annoy you at all? No, I feel like it's really great because okay. it's just okay. like you know, you could get into be like, all right, put an accent on or stuff. It just feel like I just thought it felt natural. I just like just let him do everything else that he needs to do, because again, the acting isn't the um,
0: yeah the way the, you come
1: and watch this. Yeah, stuff, right? exactly. So I felt like you know it's good. Just got him, gave him the freedom to focus on other stuff, yeah. and you know, you know that's. That's me to a T. And, um, you know, I was just blown away. I've seen it three times already. <laughs> what? Um, and I'm surprised it didn't crack your top four or whatever. <laughs> did you prefer this one or the first one? Uh, this one. Okay. This one. Uh, I felt like they, obviously, they they did step it up because it's a sequel and they
0: had more money and more backings and all mm. that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. I just mm-hmm. felt like it was just bigger. Was it just Elba in the first one? No. No. Do you prefer this or the gray man?
1: <laughs> Don't do that to me. Cause they're on my top four. Like it goes a gray man extraction too, but like there. Yeah. So this level, did crap your top five. Yeah, It's like level pegging. You didn't change it in your letterbox. Yeah, I did. did. It, I did. Um, but like they're, they're level peggings because it's just like, for me, like, like I said to you, they're dialogue mm. in the action scenes for me. Like they're just making little remarks as they mm. do the thing. Like for example, Nick is like, like hurry they're about to fucking blow up the car and then he comes in and just swipes him out of the car and he's like was that quick enough like you know what I mean like it's that kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. I was just like fuck yeah so you know for me and that happens in The Gray Man as well like it's just I don't know it's just it just clicks for me clicks with me for some reason and I feel like those are the films you gotta make brother like yeah exactly right like I just thought to myself you know if this is like if I was already inspired from your set and right and then I've watched this film I was just just please get this over the line. Like, I just want to get get this made. I want to go back to choreographing something because that's so much fun and then just doing stuff like that. Like, that's... Yeah, so this was my film to a T. Um, like, a nice like I just... Yeah,
0: I loved everything about it and I... Five out of five? Yes. Two things I want to touch before we move on. Does the... <laughs> this is one of my biggest knocks on the film mm-hmm. is that they, they're killing characters off which we don't give a shit about. In my opinion. Did you give a shit about spoiler alert okay the first guy that died well, you know how there's the, the three people chris hemsworth the the girl and the dude yes spoiler alert you've been warned when the dude died in the helicopter yeah I, I could not give a shit yeah but it's you're supposed to
1: care for nick not him no 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 who's nick the girl
0: yeah her brother or whatever who yeah her brother you're supposed yeah. to care
1: for her it's like her point of view
0: okay but did that affect you at all that scene? I, well, feel I felt like for uh, her.
1: Not, I didn't really care
0: that he died. I just felt that's for what her. Because I mean, I, 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 they set that okay. up pretty well. Yeah, it makes sense when you put it like that. But it's like, I feel like when you're just killing people off and you make a big deal out of it, you turn off, oh bro. That's this what I did this the fucking end. trope of like t- <laughs> silence, no sound, no music, and fucking slow-mo, that trope just annoys the fucking shit out of me. Which one's like, that? Ah! like when somebody dies oh, and, and like everything again. goes silent <laughs> and, <it's just laughs> and you see like the spit between the teeth <laughs> like that's overuse and for somebody that we could not care less about dying just how we have no emotional connection to him that's what annoys me is when directors are killing off their characters because they think we give a shit when they haven't done any character development or anything. Like, why do we give a shit? Give us a reason to give a shit why this person is dying.
1: That's my, yeah. one
0: of my knocks
1: on the film. I think, yeah, that yeah, because me. Nick was established in the first one. Yeah. And then she has more gravitas in this second one as more of like a sort of level. But the brother, that's what pegging. I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. But like, yeah. you're supposed to care for her as like right. you care. so
0: not care for him, but care for her. Yes,
1: that's how I took it.
0: But see, as a supporting character, I don't think she has enough... Like, if we were doing it from Chris Hemsworth's perspective because he's the lead character and we want to feel for the lead character, then for sure. But it's the same thing with the whole supporting character. We don't care about her. I mean, as much as Hemsworth.
1: Yeah, okay, put it this way. Did you want any of the Avengers to die in Endgame?
0: No, but we got... All of their character
1: development. This is the little. This is the little Avengers we're dealing with here. The three of them. No. And one of the. No. One, no. No. no okay. No. Avengers. What? <laughs> no, no, no. Listen. 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 Like, you know, you don't want any of the Avengers to die in the high stakes that they're okay. fighting through, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you don't want any of them to die because, you know, I. Well, to be fair, when he got shot a couple of times, I was like, oh fuck, no. Like, yeah. Nick. But that's isn't all, gonna, Just. Oh no. Like Nick isn't gonna fucking deal with this well. Yeah, okay. And so then okay. when they're flying okay. away okay. and he's yeah. like, like I'm done and then she dies and then they have that just moment. I was kind of like, <sighs> Nick, I feel really bad and that's sure. why at the end because upon a rewatch, I, when, I didn't hear this the first time. I don't know why I didn't hear this the first time. I think I was just focused on Chris or something like that but like she mutters under her breath like I'm going to shoot this fucking asshole's face off or something like that and then he looks at her and then He's, I don't know what he does. It sort of goes like, put the gun down and she's like, fuck you. Like she's just filled oh, yeah, with yeah, vengeance yeah. ready because okay, they took yeah. the brother. That's what that. he does. Yeah. He mocks her brother's death.
0: Yeah. And so, so, that, so he's used as a plot device. Yeah. Not a fucking person we care about. Yeah. So yeah, okay, that's, and I thought to
1: myself, like, this is going to send Nick over the edge. Sure, sure. And now I'm thinking about it. Granted that she's at the end as well. Perhaps she's going to get her own. Movie spin off, <laughs> a spin off, oh, I'm fucking so sick of these characters, you know, <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know. So, I feel like they're building her up, and okay, cool. this is this might be her motivation sure. for things moving cool. forward. Cool, yeah, anyway. That's how I took it. I'm excited so, to
0: see who Idris Elba's boss is.
1: The gnarly motherfucker. Who is this who gnarly, is the motherfuck- gnarly motherfucker? Mel Gibson.
0: It has to be. That's my that's my guess. Has to be, or Al Pacino or something. Shao like <laughs> <laughs> So, Who would be your main pick to be the boss? Um,
1: well, because I've just finished succession, Brian yeah. Cox. Because <laughs> <laughs> Logan Roy is such a fucking good character. Bro,
0: right, I'll tell you who would fit perfectly, Hugh Jackman. Oh yeah. To be a gnarly bro, he is a gnarly motherfucker. Yeah.
1: Just Personifying Logan. Yeah. You
0: know, boss. It's just like, yeah. Nah. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, I think that's cool. Is that bad? That, yeah. That's our that's our wrap up. <laughs> five out of five. I gave that a three point five out of five because I respect the fuck three, out, yeah. Of yeah. Respect yep. it. Um cool. So now we go on to the progress. Um, Austin. <sighs> What's been happening, brother? Tell me, tell me. And by the way, we have a dependent variable which we'll get into the, the fucking hardships
1: of yep. being an indie director. So I feel like most of my progress we talked about in dependent variable, but um, I have a little animatic made up. Oh you do? Yep. I'll show you it. It's it's good. It's needs needs work and I've told this to Anna, but like Did Anna make it? Anna did. Make the animatic. the um, <laughs> animatic. But, um, you know, there's been a bit of a miscommunication. And okay. with Jeffrey backing out, I'm kind of realising that now the storyboards he made somewhere down the line, and I'm not sure if it was in a call that I wasn't in because I was at work, that he said that it was the official storyboards of the entire sequence. So now... um moving forward everybody's going off that Uh and i've gone why where did this happen (laughs) like why did this happen yeah like and then i think down the line i said use the reference video for the animatic and then i've got like a mixture of both and then there was a part of the animatic i was kind of where did that come from Mm -hmm. so there's been a miscommunication so then i just went okay everybody like we're going back to the start like we're i'm not wiping out everything we've done. Let's keep everything we've done, but let's work towards it because I feel like we've um skipped a few steps. So what I've done is I've gone back, I've created it, it's all on my laptop. I forgot to bring it to show you. Um and I've created this folder on my laptop. Stain animation sequence. Everything that needs to be done. So what I've done is I put the script in there, the animation script, I've put the You know that document I shared last time I was here of Mm. like the beats and then Mm -hmm. like they can choose to animate this scene, that scene, that scene, that's in there. I've also put in like a breakdown thing and I'm at, as we speak, like not right now, but like I'll go home and finish it off. I'm creating like a template that I want them to follow and I'm going to get each of them to break down the script their way. Then when we jump on a call this Thursday, we're going to talk the shit out of the script and... Then I'm going to go from there into officially storyboarding it, so then we can all get on the same page. I thought you
0: storyboarded
1: it? No, no, no. Jeffrey storyboarded it. His concept. Okay. His concept, and that's how they. And you didn't
0: see a storyboards?
1: No, no, no. I did see the storyboards that Jeffrey came up with, but then somehow down the line that got made as the official storyboards of the entire animation sequence. Mm-hmm. Because Anna asked me a question: "What's Stane doing here?" I was like, "I don't know," because that's not in the script. But <laughs> fair, fair <laughs> like I understand the confusion. Let me clear this up. So, so do you have official storyboards? I don't have official storyboards. All I have is a reference video, mm-hmm. Jeffrey storyboards, the breakdown that I've put in there of the beats. That didn't just go on the white jacket, did it? Nope. <laughs> um, the breakdown beat sheet and everything like that. So what I'm saying to them is here's the script, break it down, come at me with your ideas, mm-hmm. let's talk about it as a team collectively and then what we're going to do is – um, go step by step. So that's the thing I put in the Discord. i going to talk about a strategy moving forward. Who's going to do what? What we're going to do, and what I'm introducing is weekly calls because I'm sick of this fortnightly business. You also a lot of time gotta, goes by.
0: You got to stop doing. You got to stop trying to cater for everybody. You just got to do majority. Yeah, absolutely. It's so hard to get everybody on the same call. I yeah. see that.
1: Yeah, that. So that's why I'm sort of just going. Okay, weekly's happening. Whoever can make it, make it. Mm-hmm. I'll put notes in. Just go off that, catch up, message me because I'm sick of waiting. Um, And from that, it goes...
0: You need a fucking head, bro. Yeah, I know. Not Um, you don't need head, but you need a head. (laughs) (laughs) You need an animation head because you can't do it yourself. You don't know enough about animation. Yeah,
1: so the step one was the strategy and we're going to discuss that. Then the second is the story concept. But I said, because it's already done, the screenplay is written. Let's break down the script. Step three is a script. Step four is the character design and animation direction, which we're all going to do it all over the fucking um, breakdown and everything like that. And then we go into storyboarding, then the key animation, then the backgrounds, then the lighting, then the sound design, which I'm talking to a guy at work about sound design. So that's cool. Then color correction, final revisions, and then it should all be done. But what I'm doing to enforce that is weekly calls, whoever can make it. Catch up on notes, ask me questions, mm. but then I'm hoping to talk to someone about potentially coming on as a head animator. And then that way we can just establish this current that just doesn't stop, this flow that just doesn't stop because I'm sick of like not making progress on it. Mm. And it's really doing my head in this because is, uh, it's like it's uncharted territory for me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I. Kind of just need to put my foot down.
0: This is hard, bro. Uh, Yeah. Doing animation without any animation history, without an animation head that has animation history. Yeah,
1: exactly. So I'm hoping that the lifeline I throw today is going to kick everything into gear. And I've gotten to a point, like I said to you on text message last night, if it gets to a point where some changes have to happen, then the changes have to happen because we have no contractual obligations. And there's just some hard things that need to happen. If it happens, it
0: happens. But it's a cutthroat industry, man. This guy, I've actually met him. Oh, and um, I I met him at Flickrfest. But he's a guy I was talking to before, Mm -hmm. and he didn't jump on because he didn't have enough time. I don't think. Right. But now that he's looking for work, looking for work, or he was looking for us, like looking for people, but he just never got. So, oh, is this that guy? Is Joel? Yeah, I think so. So, and he would like won a couple of awards. At Fruit Fest yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if he'll be able to do it, but like... If was it's just if
1: he knows people, if he can send people my direction that well, are... Like Brett, the perfect way to put this is Connor came onto your project, had mm, his team. Mm, they did the job. Yeah. That's what I'm looking
0: for. Yeah. Yeah. Difference. I paid Connor.
1: <laughs> well, I have a budget.
0: That's true. I paid Connor. Connor was the main anima- uh, animator. <laughs> He was the main camera guy and yeah, all the rest were for free. Animation's a bit different though. Yeah. But no, that's
1: the kind of aspect yeah. I'm looking at. What will be will be. Mm. We just have to get there first so I can figure out the fucking logistics. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. I'll send him an email. I'll CC you and it, um, Please. And then you can take over when he responds. Yes, please. That'd okay. be great. Um, yeah because
1: then I can say this is the pipeline that I have in theory. What's your take on this because I want to get this moving asap. Yes. So cool. please with your expertise and everything, let it happen. If uh, he can't yeah. do it, fair enough. Just I need someone to tell me. Life on. Yeah, you yeah, need somebody, like, bro. Yeah, I need to throw a Hail Mary in. And-
0: <laughs> um well other than this, you're keeping creative list. Yes, that I am. Related, yes. How so?
1: By writing my next film? And it doesn't involve a shred of animation, but it involves another challenge that I'm incredibly excited to take on because I can kind of control it. Mm. Is uh, fight choreography, and because these are
0: movies you love. That's yeah,
1: that's what I get my kick out of. Like that's what does it for me when I watch movies. Don't get me wrong; I don't go into fucking la la land and expect (laughs) fight choreography. I appreciate every film for what they try to do. So there's that. But um, for me, the thing that just gives me that like fire in the belly is legitimately fight choreography and really elaborate cool fight choreography at that. Speaking of which, remind me after we get off air, I've got a short film I want to show you that Lockie showed me when he was down and that's the kind of shit I want to create to start out with. So awesome. I'll tell you about
0: it. Anything you can tell anybody about this <coughs>
1: Um It's basically like it's a short film. With proof a bit of, of a bit of story, proof of concept esque, that, um, you know, if it impresses the right people, it impresses the right people. If it doesn't, it's just a cool thing that I had fun making. That and you, essentially, you need something to your name. Exactly right. Essentially, it is, uh, you know, uh, there's got to be a bit of story to it. Otherwise, it's not, it's just pointless. Uh, no, let me scratch that. It's not pointless, but it's like, why did this happen otherwise? So I wanted there to be a bit of a story and sort of tease something more, but the wow factor is the fight scene and the um, shit we do
0: with the camera. Fight scenes have been made a lot, Austin. Absolutely they have. How are you going to put your spin on it? Do you know that answer yet?
1: Kind of not, but working on it. Cool. So there are some things, there are some ideas I have that I'm going to run by the people involved with the production, but it's arguably just like, you know, figuring out that stuff and I'm just excited to get lost in this again like I did with Stain. So. Do you have a timeline or no? No, no timeline yet. Okay. Cause it's like, I'm still writing. Yeah. So I'm just seeing what. Um,
0: Once you're happy with the script, then you create a timeline. Yeah. Cause who knows when Stain's gonna be done. Exactly. You, you don't have control of that at the moment. So let's make something that you do have control of.
1: Absolutely. So, um, you know.
0: I'm not saying you don't have control of it. No, no, no. It's, it's in other people's hands. No, no, no.
1: Absolutely. So. Um, let's say if I was to go timeline, I want to guess. I'd like to get into making this ASAP, but I don't want to rush it if mm. it's not ready. But I want to say, what are we in? We're in June.
0: If you get stain underway, I reckon early next year you film it. Yeah, what do you reckon? That's
1: yeah. I kind of want to work on it. Yeah, work on it. Work on it. And you know, pre-production is obviously going to be a thing, like, there's going to be lots of logistics to take care of which and is if, fine I'm if exciting. you
0: if you do exactly what you're saying you're going to do there's not going to be much editing involved
1: no. no so you can yeah it's yeah it's an exciting concept cool um and yeah that's about all i have for now no worries that's perfect. Um, yeah that's that's where i'm at with you know progress and amazing stuff. so good
0: cool amazing i'm in a happy place let's put it that way good let's um, i'm glad to hear brother so what i'm going to do now I'm gonna run you through my post-production schedule, what we're looking like Please for Ozma at the so. moment. So this is what we plan to do. So I've gone through all the rushes bar one folder that didn't copy over to the hard drive, which I have now um better look through those um but yes we're gonna have an assembly cut by the end of june You. Yeah. um rough cut revisions throughout july um and we'll have a rough cut slash fine cut by the end of july yes um by the end of july we then send it to federico over in italy who is awaiting the cut and um yeah we're gonna get that sorted there Beautiful. we're also going to deliver it to kieran who's agreed and wants to do the sound design so we're going to deliver it to kieran um as well, the same time we delivered to Federico. That. Then in August, we are going, August and September, we are going to be sound designing. We're gonna be composing. We're gonna be doing any leftover VFX that we need to do. And we're gonna be doing ADR, which leads nice. us to October. And October, we're gonna sound mix that shit all together. Good. And then we're gonna start color grading. Nice. Throughout October. Then hopefully, November 9th, we lock the film. Nice. Which gives us a month of... St- Test screenings, mm-hmm. hopefully, between a tight-knit group of people that I trust that are not part of the film in any capacity. So we're gonna hopefully do that. What did you just say?
1: That will Test
0: screenings we'll with people that are not already a part of the film in any capacity. So people that aren't a part of the crew, people gotcha. that aren't a part I of d- the cast. I know what I heard, I heard not, not. People them. that aren't gonna give me bias opinions based because they know me or know this film. Gotcha. Then, the 9th of December, we're going to premiere it. So, yes, that is the plan. We've changed uh, angles. Sorry, Austin's camera's uh, dead. Ah, um, so, that is the plan from now on. Um, where we're at right now, like I said, I've looked through the rushes. Very excited. Good catch. I'm um, sorry, this whole thing we forgot to mention. It's a podcast sponsored by Bodies Protein Water. 15 grams, whey isolate, and you know where to get them. Fucking all your leading all chemists. leading chemist outlets. Very good, light little uh, snack-a-rooney after the gym. Get yourself some light protein, you know, intake. Absolutely, water, not chunky protein shakes. Bodys protein water. Bodys protein water. There you go. Um, yeah, that's what uh, the plans are. I've gone through the rushes, like I said. Um, amazing, very, very happy with how it's turned out. Better than I could have imagined, especially after we'll cut for time on days, which was a big challenge, which we'll get into. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, very happy, very excited. Um, and we have about 16 minutes of the film edited, assembled. Um, nice. Which, from what I've seen, will only need minor touch-ups, which is good. Beautiful. Um, which I haven't given in notes yet because I'm waiting to get the whole thing and then give him notes after the Absolutely. fact. And um, we'll do one big session in person and hopefully in that session we can crack it out, um, all the notes that I give him. Um, and hopefully... He'll need a bit of time to do the titles and stuff and then we can get cracking after that. Absolutely. But yeah, I'm very excited, very happy with how it's turned out. Um, how and do you feel looking
1: back at it? Like, granted that you're behind it all.
0: Yeah, um, it's insane. It's insane. It's not like I'm even watching one of my movies. It's like I'm watching like something that should be in the cinemas right now. Nice. nice. Um, and I've feeling. no doubt that this will um, either get picked up to be made a feature but or progress me in my career somehow absolutely one of the two Uh, do you know what i
1: said to a bunch of people actually yeah i was like i know that this is going to because just granted of how much work you put into it and you can tell by the attention to detail and what's on screen and Mm. the performances and everything about it i was like this is going to propel you like this is going to do wonders for you I have every
0: bit of faith That it mm. will and I hope
1: so it, That's the goal
0: yeah. I have a <laughs> special meeting With a special somebody At the end of the year Hopefully Did I tell you or no? I'm pretty K- sure KFC? I did. Is that what you told us? KFC No, told us KFC? No, no, another one mm. I'll bleep this out I'm meeting the producer of Oh, that No, you told us that Ed. The fucking Yeah, the on your set Yeah, on the yeah, board yeah, yeah. That's right, bro The Oscar winner So yeah, 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 we'll see how that goes. Nice. we, you guys, we bleeped all of that out, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for that. Um, it was a, it was a challenge, man. This whole set we had. I might list through some challenges that we went through um, on set, and then we'll go into the challenges in general. Um, nice no sort of little. Actually, you know what? No, 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 no. We're, I'll I'll talk about it in the dependent variable because it's just okay. it, it matches everything. Um, but yeah, so we're planning to finish this all by November and have a month's buffer of things to get it ready. And Beautiful. Well, I'm thinking of holding the premiere. Well, I am going to hold it at towers, um, oh, at the local cinemas. And, no, um, I mean, Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. It's not only <laughs> we, there's over a hundred people working on this film. And then you got those a hundred people plus friends and family. Pirates. And I'm also All thinking of, um, opening it to the public as well. Oh, no, tick- like the internal public. Definitely. So like people on Instagram and stuff that want to come, like my personal or Absolutely. fans of the, it's a film, you know, Instagram page or the pre-production meeting, like fans that want to come see. Absolutely. Um, and well, I, I think I'm going to charge, charge the public um, to try and make some money back for the premiere itself. Cause it's not going to be um, <laughs> cheap. It um, makes me happy. It's yeah.
1: It's honestly like a, well, it will be, it is a film in cinemas, but like, it's yeah. like, you know, you're going to look up at that big screen and go, that's mine. Yeah, and it's not like, my local cinema. It's a it's local, yeah, it's
0: a it's a movie going a experience. Movie. But also we're going to have Jay's doco playing um, beforehand. Oh, as well. beautiful. Oh, and beforehand or after? Oh, I don't know. I think I, you want to do that um, after. I don't know. You don't want to take away that... the whale
1: factor. You don't want to take away the whale factor before.
0: I reckon because yeah. I, I end the doco going, I look directly in the camera and I go enjoy the movie and then like close oh but yeah maybe we do it after I th- I feel like you should do it but hey you reckon I don't want to sway your opinion. nah cuz yeah but okay. I we, do we did have
1: that conversation of um yeah you might be looking for what
0: you did but then you want to end the night with the thing that they've been waiting for and they haven't been waiting for the doco yeah true but it could show you what it's all about. Yeah. I don't know. That's a conversation hey, we've got to have. You know, have a conversation with multiple people, see what happens. Yeah. It's going to be killer either way. Yeah, but I'll show you some of the footage that I have edited Please do. after that. Please do. That'd be great. I mean, no, I'm not going to show him the footage, Lockie. Um. <laughs> But um no, I'm very happy with how it's turned out. Federico, the composer, is really excited. Yeah. Um, as well. well so every time I
1: see him put on his story, like new projects, I'm like, hey, yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm his new project. Do Um, but yeah, just some of the stills and the feedback that we've been getting from people. Yeah. Is, um, I showed Sarah and her roommate um the tent scene. Mm-hmm. Well, the Second half of the tent scene that's been edited. Um, no, I showed Sarah and her roommate, the um, the half of the tent scene that Lockie has edited. It's the assembly cut and they both cried. Sarah cried twice. I showed her by herself but then I showed her, her, her roommate who's her best friend. And they both cried because they're like, holy shit, you made this. Yeah, <laughs> fuck, wow. <laughs> I, I did not expect that. I'm like, what is happening? I'm like, this, <laughs> this scene is not sad. Yeah. So, so something's <laughs> happening here. Um, they're like we can't believe that you made that um well it's like it's a different level of quality than you know mm. i'd
1: say like two's the lesson yeah yeah for sure mate. so you know it's a massive step up it's yeah you know I if it's warranting
0: are, i don't know if they're sorting out to come in or what oh well, maybe they are because it's almost two o'clock okay <laughs> we're, we're, okay but yes that's my thing going forward my plan um and yeah, it was a nice little reaction I got from beautiful. Um, now the dependent variable. We'll do this in ten minutes. What yes. what you reckon. we're going to talk about the struggles and challenges of being an indie filmmaker and what we've gone through so far. You know, I think we might have done something similar to this, but I think it's good to touch back on. Um, Austin, I know you have a few. What do you reckon?
1: One of the biggest struggles challenges as an indie filmmaker yeah, mate. communication, um, <laughs> communication, <laughs> organization, and yes. um, just. Yeah, they're my two biggest ones. Okay, because right now I'm facing a uh, lack of Mm. both. Yeah, and it's been one of the greatest challenges because I think when like I think the things I've put in place Mm. are making things happen, but Mm. then later down the track, it gets told like it gets expressed to me that there's a bit of confusion. There's a bit of Miscommunication, there's a bit of unorganization. And you go, Why didn't you tell me that yeah when it was a fucking problem? Because then I would have tackled it right then and there. Because I've gone la di da 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 thinking it's all sweet. Yeah. And then you get hit with a fucking bomb. Th- yeah. And yeah. I'm like, Okay, that's probably my biggest communication yeah. and organization. Yeah. And money,
0: I think, yeah. has got to do with that. Yeah. not Everybody in India, you know, they're not always getting paid to be, you know, in this indie filmmaking industry when everybody's being brought up, you know, in the same industry, you're helping people. Yeah. And when people aren't getting paid, they don't give a shit. Yes, exactly
1: right. It goes without saying that money is the biggest factor in indie filmmaking because, like you said, there's no pay, there's no this, there's no that because you're paying for things that need to be paid for Mm. and you're relying on the people that are working on the Mm. film to go... This is fucking awesome. I'm yeah. happy to just be here
0: helping. Yeah, and you, you have to rely on that. Like, we get it. We get it, you know? Like, people need to get paid and freelancers, are, you know, that's their job. And I, I, I have the same problem on my film. We had about, we had so many dropouts of extras, mm. flaky extras, never doing a film with that many extras again <laughs> until I reached the point where they go, they reach out to me. Go, oh, yes. I want to fucking be on this. You Absolutely, know, because we had like we had six bed uh, <laughs> six bed ones. We had six bed ones that needed to rock up on the tent day, and we had five cancellations the day before. Yeah, one That's person showed up, all. and it's like I I like low key can't wait till those people see this so, film because yeah. they and like people with the ballroom like people like this dude applied for the fucking role right of a bed one. I, I don't give a shit, Paul. I don't fucking know his last name. His name was Paul. He applied for the role and then I offered it to him and he's like, he said two words, nah, pass. What? My bitch, you fucking applied. What the hell? You applied. I'm like, what do you mean? Nah, pass, brother. You <laughs> fucking applied, you melon. <laughs> um, but like, we had so many people drop out and not let us know. And it's like, courtesy. Brother, you yeah. ain't gonna get in this industry if you don't have common courtesy. You should know how the indie filmmaking world works. Yes, absolutely. You don't want to be on the wrong side of it. We ain't going to recommend you to people if you get recommended. And I get it. People don't know how big Osmar was. and That's fine. I did. Um, so the people that rocked up, you know, they're going to get a lot out of this. And absolutely. Fair enough. I don't blame people for not, you know, th- just thinking this is going to be another indie project. I get that. But I have the common decency of a common, as, as a fucking decent human being yes. to let the producer, myself, no. What's happening? Communication. There was one guy that let me know what was happening. It was because he's fucking, he was having card droppers and we had to can him last minute because oh, he just be wasn't going to make it in time. But like, I can't count how many family emergencies <laughs> people had. Oh, apparently everybody has a family emergency the same fucking week. Yep. You know? Scheduled. Bro, just like it's the family emergency week. Like that's, yep. it was crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh, I... Insane. The hospitals must have been fucking busy that week because <laughs> that, my set sure wasn't. Um, <laughs> <laughs> extras bummer. Oh, Anyways, what's another one for you? Um,
1: I think that's pretty much it for me.
0: Just communication, bro. It's just yeah, dog shit. I, I think, tell you. But it,
1: and that's the thing. And I, if that's one thing I could change, it has to be better. Communication mm. is key because there's no there's no obligation. Mm. Like you said, common courtesy is a thing, but that's expressed through communication. Mm. And the thing is, I think a lot of people are scared to have the communi the communication, the conversation, because they're worried it's going to upset the other person, so they just avoid it altogether. Mm. That's not on. Give just have the common decency to like tell them, because then they can come up with a way to fix it. Yes, they might have a way of reacting, going "fuck," okay, like shit. It would have been good if you could have done this, blah blah blah. But like. The communication
0: puts things in motion. Mm. You don't know if it doesn't happen. Mm. So
1: that's my big thing
0: is communication. Yeah. Same with me, brother. Same with fucking me. Uh, just communication with everybody is just fucking shit. Nobody respects it. I think it all comes down to respect for indie yes. filmmaking. Not everybody that is trying to come up as, an, as a filmmaker has a respect for the indie industry that they should. And I'm talking about also places like costume places, right? Mm. I'm not naming names, but like that are preying on little productions that trying to exonerate thousands of dollars out of them when they know that we it's don't indie. have a thousand, thousands of dollars of budget. yeah. And like just snarky little sneaky things that they do to try and exonerate you. No, but, and this comes down to communication. You know, not everybody has the money. Communication, respect for this indie filmmaking industry. Not everybody has it and they should. And I think that is the main problem overall. It Absolutely. all comes down to respect. Yep. Right. We're all trying to make it. Have the fucking respect, and with that comes communication. Absolutely. Now everybody has the money. Money. It's a big problem. Right. Well, I look at my back account now, and I'm sad. Yep. But <laughs> hey, that's that. It's two o'clock. We have got to wrap up now. Absolutely. Awesome, Austin. But
1: let's tie a little bow on this episode. Yes. And get you out can of here.
0: Find us in the pre-production meeting. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcast. Pre-prod, Insta, TikTok. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.
1: Peace out. Bye.